voice of reason, the, the solid, uh, hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe The Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in, man. It, it, I don't even know what it's called The Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Oh, man, it's Thursday. I had a great ride in this morning, man. Why? What you was doing? You know, sometimes, you know. Why are you yelling? I don't know. I'm excited. I'm having a good day. You know, good morning, I should say. <laughs> so, you know, as a kid, my mom used to clean the house every Sunday, right? I don't know if I don't know if that. You didn't help. Uh, I cleaned my room, but she used to clean the house every Sunday. I helped. She would clean the <laughs> house every Sunday, and she would play music throughout the whole house all Sunday. Uh, and and that feeling. So this morning, I threw on some Teddy Pendergrass on okay. the way out, and man, whoo! Turn off the lights. Turn them off. That's not how Why that... was your mama playing that while she was cleaning the she house? She was playing everything because at the time, the radio station, 98.7 Kiss, or, or one of the older stations were playing you. music. So it's, it's all good. I play song. It's so good, by the way. Not it's all good. <laughs> but um, I just want to say, yes, I think that's really fun to play music. Like I do that, too, when oh, I clean man. the house. Mm-hmm. You gotta so, put together a nice little playlist. And I gotta I do that with my kids too, but of course I'm playing like, you know, the, the new editions, the Mary J. Blige. That's our era though. That's our yeah. era. So basically your inner child was pleased this morning. Yeah, man. It was a good ride. I mean when we pulled up, you know, we have a couple of uh uh, I would just say uh, associates downstairs to make security sure guards? security guards. Okay. What are you? I'm a grown ass man. Code? Yes, security guards. Okay, a couple the security guards downstairs. So when I pulled out, the, when I jumped out the car, they was like, "You must be in love." I'm like, "Yes, I'm in love, and I feel good this morning." That's dude. crazy. You pulled up playing Teddy Pendergrass, turned off the lights, and looked at security dead in the eye this morning. <laughs> By the way, did y'all oh ever goodness. watch the Teddy Pendergrass documentary? No. I oh, and I tell you, you got no. to watch that. It's amazing. I, I thought it didn't come out yet. I thought, oh, documentary. Yeah, the I did documentary. see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it's see the documentary. so good. What I like about it is that he did a lot of audio recordings and that they were able to use those in the documentary, like somebody firsthand telling their story and it was just really dope. It was on Showtime, right? Yeah, he got yep. an amazing, amazing story when you even hear just how he got into business. And then it was like a little, a uh, lot of drama with his career, but so talented. He's very handsome too. I actually saw him perform once, but that's when he was in the wheelchair. I happened to be in Atlantic City, mm-hmm. and women were still throwing their panties on the stage. Really? Yeah. Nah, he has he has a lot of records, man. I had a great drive in this morning. Just oh man, it was beautiful. Okay. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Who's joining us this morning? Oh man, my man King J Barnett. King J Barnett is a, a psychiatrist. Therapist mm-hmm. uh, who specializes in black men's mental health. Uh, he's got an initiative with Taraji P. Henson and Tracy Jade that he's launching. So he'll be here to talk about it. And he's a former NFL player, right? He's Is a he? ball player. I don't know if he was in the NFL. Definitely former ball player, though. Okay. All right. So we'll kick it with him in a little bit. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, I hate to bring the mood down, but there was a mass shooting in San Jose yesterday. And we'll discuss what happened because the victims all knew the person who killed them. Nine victims. Damn it, man. Yeah. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
Now, last night, NBA playoffs. The Jazz beat the Grizzlies 141-129. The 76ers beat the Wizards 120-95. Russell Westbrook got injured as he was walking out. Somebody threw, uh, I guess, popcorn on him as he was walking out. And I don't think that's what hurt him, though. No, that was what oh. hurt him. What? <laughs> I didn't say that. Man, he got like popcorn no, I said he got injured, and as he was Russell walking Wilson out. Was injured. Somebody threw popcorn on him. No. <laughs> he got injured, and as he was walking out, somebody threw popcorn on him, and he was trying to get up in them stands to, to throw that dude all over the place. And drop on the clues bonds for the New York Knicks, damn it. I was about to say that. The New York Knicks beat the Hawks. 101-92. This is a very interesting uh, series. I think partly because it's the Knicks, but also because Trey Young is talking so much ish. Mm. So in the end of this game, Trey Young was like, "All right, we're going to the A. I see y'all in the A. I see y'all in the A." So it's playoff basketball, man. But they don't yeah. talk like that no more. Like it's usually oh, great game. No, now he, they back to talking ish, and I love it. Derrick playoff basketball. Derrick Rose told him F him, and, and it is what it is. It's playoff basketball, like you said. I love it. Now come on with the sad news, you. All right, well, this happened in San Jose. There were nine victims. It was a mass shooting. They have all been identified, and they will be honored tonight at an event at the San Jose City Hall Plaza. But the victims were at the Valley Transportation Authority. It's a public transit service. It operates the bus and light rail services in the Santa Clara Valley. It employs about 2,000 workers. And they said one thing that is clear, according to the mayor, is that the victims and all the colleagues knew the shooter well. The shooting started, um, and there were several 911 calls that reported shots fired at the VTA control center as employees from the midnight shift and the day shift overlapped. There were multiple law enforcement agencies and fire department personnel who responded. They have identified the gunman. Sam Cassidy is his name, according to a law enforcement source. And according to his ex-girlfriend, she said she dated him for approximately one year. It was an on and off again relationship after about six months. They met on Match.com and they saw each other about once a week. And she said he, uh, he asked her to marry him, even though he complained that they weren't having enough sex. She refused and she said he did not take it well. He also had mood swings that were exacerbated when he consumed large quantities of alcohol. She also said that he had bipolar disorder. According to the ex-girlfriend, she did not want to be identified. She said several times during the relationship, he, he became intoxicated, enraged, and forced himself on her sexually. His ex-wife, Cecilia Nelms, said that he resented his work. They were married for about 10 years, and then they filed for divorce in 2005. She's not been in touch with him for about 13 years, but she said he often spoke angrily about his co-workers and bosses and at times directed his anger at her. When the two of them were married, he resented what he saw as unfair work assignments and would rant about his job when he got home. So he did take his own life once the police were called, and he... Uh, yeah, it was a terrible crime scene. Six of the victims remained in the building as Yikes. the crime scene was mm -mm -mm. processed. Uh, one of the victims, the ninth one, actually made it to the hospital and then he died. Lord have mercy. Mm -mm -mm. All I heard was a lot of hurt, a lot of pain yeah. just now. Yeah, so there's a lot to this and we will keep you updated, but we want to definitely make sure we give our condolences to the families, to the friends, to everybody Absolutely. that has suffered from this loss from this mass shooting. Again, the gunman has been identified as Sam Cassidy. Why does it seem like mass shootings are so quiet nowadays? There's been a lot of them this That's year. That's what I'm so saying. Far. Like, yeah. they, I, when's the last time a mass shooting has been like a major headline that dominated the news cycle? It's just like this, it's just another story now. That's not the way it should be. We start getting numb. I mean, we're numb to a lot of things in America, but Lord have mercy. Yeah, you know, the uh, deputies were there really quickly at the scene of this crime. They, they're actually right next door to the VTA, so it happened pretty quickly. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up. Wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello. Who's this? Hey, how's it going, man? It's RJ. Hey, P.S. RJ, what's up, brother? King? Hey, Envy. Yeah, y'all got that game too, man. Wait till y'all come to Atlanta. I hope you come down. You don't got all the vaccines and all that good stuff. I love when people from cities just think everybody from the city going down somewhere to watch a game. <laughs> Can't, I hope you come down. Like, I, you I know. got it on TV, bro. Hey, Envy be traveling. I do be traveling. I do be traveling, man. But, nah, I mean, it's a great series. It's, it's, a, it's, it's great energy. I know somebody, I think Charlemagne said or somebody said when the Knicks are in the playoffs, it just feels different, and, and it definitely does. The energy is like no other. Yeah, y'all tried to write us off in the beginning. I have been here, Steve, and they all week long. Knicks, Knicks, and Knicks. Y'all only won one game, and y'all going to lose the next couple, so it's over for y'all. I don't know about that, bro. We'll see, man. Y'all have a good morning. All right. Have a good morning, brother. He hung up on you. I know, right? Pretty much. Hello, who's this? Hey, Jonathan. Jonathan, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I'm just trying to shout my wife out. So she had a business, a catering business in Charleston, South Carolina. And once the pandemic, it kind of all crumbled down. And then we ended up moving because I got out of the military uh, until we moved up to Charlotte. So then she started up her own business herself. It's just add wine boards on Instagram. She makes charcuterie boards. She has classes and everything. So if y'all could, go check it out. Send us some love. And That's cute. I like that. Just great. add wine. That's nice. Just add wine. So the, the business name is Just Add Wine, but the uh, the Instagram is Just Add Wine Boards because okay. she makes the charcuterie board. All right. Okay. I like that. That's a cute business. All right, brother. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all. All right. Have a good one, man. Hello. Who's this? Good morning. Good morning to the Breakfast Club. How y'all doing? That's Brother Kareem. Good morning, What's up, good brother, morning Kareem. brother Kareem. Get it off your chest. Calling from South Georgia, man. I just, y'all know about two days ago was the anniversary of... Uh, George Floyd's, you know, death. Correct. And, um, you know, we just look at all of this killings that's going on, man, and we just talk about mass shooting. That's, that's sad, too, but look at that. They signed into a, a law, the, the uh, I believe, believe it was the Asian Hate Crime Bill. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But we've been here the longest as black folks and been getting killed, 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 and nothing. So I don't know if y'all know, Charlemagne may know this, that uh, in South Georgia they're buying up a lot of land. Uh, especially a lot of these sisters get gated communities and stuff because we're tired of seeing our sons and daughters killed, you know. I've been hearing about that. So, so it's a, uh, two sisters in Georgia bought up a, a big plot of land, right? Right, right. But it's, 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 it's not just in Georgia. Now it's starting all over, man. So I don't, I'm, you got to check this out. It's called the 100com Y'all got to check it out. And one last thing before I go. Uh, could y'all please have Sister Dr. Ava Muhammad on your show? I would love she could speak on that, too. So check that out, man. Absolutely. Salute to Sister Ava. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Emmanuel, what's going on? Emmanuel, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yes, sir. First, I want to give Charlemagne his flowers, man. You took the high road. A lot of people wouldn't do it, but, you know, a lot of people wouldn't do what you're doing. I want to give a shout out to my wife, Rebecca. I'm calling from Cincinnati. And I hear a lot of people 
spitting, man. I just want to give a couple cards. All right, go ahead, brother. All right. Um, Illuminati blew my mind so somebody, but God got me. The ungodly does not got me. Now you're watching. I never went into hiding. Yep. The light approached me. I was going to mind. Yep. I was Your phone is ad-libbing with you, bro. Yep. You, you got an echo on Your it, Your phone is ad-libbing with you, bro. Oh, no. Nah, you on uh, speaker. I don't know why it's ad-libbing. That's the reason why. You want to try again? Okay. Illuminati, go ahead. <laughs> The ungodly does not guide me. The guy watching closely. I never went in the hiding. The light approached me. I was over the I've been to the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Can't hear you, bro. <laughs> Every time you rap, somebody's singing behind you, and it's your phone. Well, we tried, brother. You have a good weekend, though. Good morning. Illuminati. Illuminati in my, in my body. If you're godly and ungodly. Why people like to rhyme Illuminati with godly? Hello, who's this? Hey, DJ Emmy, this D Glove. D-Glove, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, uh, this is D-Glove from Orlando. Uh, Envy, I just want to say thank you. Uh, one morning I had to uh, come early to the station from Jacksonville to Orlando to open up the building for you so you can do the show. And I just wanted to say thank you. You motivated me to stay on radio and spend two years later. So I just wanted to say thank you, man. I really do appreciate you. All right. Well, congratulations. What, what, what station you on the state? You on our station in Orlando? What station you on, brother? One hundred four point five with D Strong. Oh yeah, you on our station? Salute to my guy D Strong. Shout out to D Strong. Yes sir, yes sir. I moved to Jacksonville, so I'm at ninety three point three right now. But just, just stay with it. It ain't, it ain't easy. I was, I was actually talking, I think, to uh, Charlemagne about this yesterday. This is. This is, is, is so enjoyable. That's the reason why we do the overnights and the part-times and the weekends and do all the small jobs to get to the you know the, the, the place where we want to be. So continue with it. It ain't going to be an easy ride, but it's going to be an enjoyable one, bro. That sounded so yes, crazy, sir. right? Thank you, guys. <laughs> that sounded so crazy. Hello, who's this? Ferguson. All right, get it off your chest, bro. I was on Dallas for seven years now. I am officially off Dallas. Well, congratulations. Uh, congratulations, brother. Right. February uh, this month. Uh, I'm at Ferrell this year uh, on the 22nd. I uh, received my uh, kitten transplant, and um, after seven years of trying to get on uh, the transplant list, I was denied. And uh, when I got accepted in January, three weeks later, which was February 22nd, I was accepted, received my kitten, um, took data for a few more um, weeks until the kitten kicked in. Now they're officially working. Um, I'm completely off Dallas. Um, and no, it's just a blessing for God. Well, we happy for you, brother. Yeah, happy I'm happy you, that you healthy, man. Word. Yeah, sir. And um, also, uh, I'd like to ask um, the listener and everyone, uh, if you um, can donate uh, or organ to anybody, please get on on organ list because it's very important. And also, while I'm on the um, phone, i also like to ask everyone if they can um Donate to me um, financially because once they give you a kitten, they also uh, drop you from like your insurance and the American uh, kitten funding. They uh, for real fund you. Yes, once they fund you and um, give you a uh, kitten, you uh -huh. know you know uh, they don't consider you uh, as a uh, disability person anymore. Okay. Why would they take so your insurance? That's crazy. Once they give you the kidney, because they basically say that you're not disabled anymore. But what is your what? How can people donate to you? Um, they can donate to my cash out, which is Ferguson F E R G U S O N two two nine. Um, or they can um, go to my Facebook page and donate to my um <laughs> GoFundMe. And my Facebook page is Belster Ferguson. It's B E S E E R Ferguson F E R G U S O N. 
Okay. All right, brother. Thank you, man. You know, I don't know if this is true, but somebody in the Ma- in Madison Square Garden was passing out this paper, and it was like tonight's chant is Trey is balding. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then it had a little description: at only twenty two years old, Trey's hair is thinning and at alarming uh, alarming fast pace, and he has a bald spot forming on the crown I of love his it. head. Listen, so we are chanting, Trey is balding. You gotta find every man's thumb screw. You know what I'm saying? Find Probably a, a bunch of balding men chanting that too. That's right. But guess what? We ain't playing ball in front of millions of people. <laughs> All right, them cameras ain't on us. That is funny. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, it's official. We'll tell you who is taking over for Ellen DeGeneres' show. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Good morning. And I also want to say happy belated birthday to Lauren Hill. Yesterday was her birthday. She's a legend. Well, today is her born day, too, then. Because she'll probably celebrate it a couple days later, right? You stupid. I would think so. I started the mix-off with Lauren yesterday, too. Yeah. (laughs) But let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to new host to Ellen. It's Spilling the tea. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, what's going to happen when Ellen leaves in 2022? The Kelly Clarkson show is now going to take over that slot. So NBC has carried Ellen in major markets across the nation. Kelly Clarkson show currently airs across the country on 200 stations. Now it's going to be billed as daytime's headliner in leading time slots next year. Yeah, because I'm sure they got to build a, a, another property now, right? They can't put somebody in Ellen and say, this is the new host of Ellen. They got Ellen show's gone. Right. Yeah, and they've been trying to build up Kelly Clarkson's show. It's been doing well. They said it kind of had a little bit of a lag, but they're trying to work on building it back up. So, yes. I want to see Haddish in the daytime. Tiffany, I want to see Tiffany Haddish and Zuri Hall in daytime TV. Mm. If Tiffany, well, well, does she want to do it? Yeah, Tiffany has a lot of responsibility. She's a movie star, yeah. yeah. She's got a lot of stuff going on. I don't, she would have to stop all that. I don't mm-hmm. know if she wants to do that. All right, now another person who is not confirmed to do anything is Bow Wow. He said he's not entertaining versus until he sees contracts. Now, previously <laughs> it seemed like it was going to be a Bow Wow and Soldier Boy matchup. Remember this? Stop playing. This is going to be bigger than life, bro. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, to celebrate with you. Me and you make so much sense, brother. We've toured. We've been on tour together. Me and you got a whole month mixtape together we on tour right now bro. we on tour right now my and on top of that you got a hot new record out the day before we do verses my movie come out drop on the clues bonds for shad moss i like the way you negotiate king shad is his name shad shad i like the way you negotiate i know what this is they announced it but shad didn't sign no contract i don't think nobody announced it but them like yeah, they didn't announce it. Swiss no, they didn't. Announce it. I That's think Swiss might have like retweeted. I think he like retweeted something. Yeah, I'm like, is it official? But, this, but, you see but they, but they, but they, but they felt out the energy. They threw something out there to see if people would respond to it, and people absolutely did. So he's gonna get top dollar. All right, now it looks like J. Cole is done playing basketball. His contract is up. According to Mark Spears on ESPN, source confirms rapper J. Cole of the Rwanda Patriots BBC has completed his contractual obligation to the Basketball Africa League and has departed from Rwanda due to a family obligation. A source said J. Cole had five points, three assists, and five rebounds in three games. Why well, I feel like he quit at halftime. He did a five-day contract. I'm just going to play for five games. Five <laughs> games, that's it. Then I'm out. Coming back I mean, home. it brought a lot of publicity. It definitely it did. did. It was great for the rollout of the album. 
Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah, it was. and it's probably something he always wanted to do on his bucket list. But he does have a new album out that's doing really well, and a lot of other things going on. So, J Cole has had the best album rollout I've seen in a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. And it was all focused on things that he loves, music and basketball. Mm-hmm. All right, now Akon's car. Remember we talked about how it was stolen and then he did get it back? Well, they do have the 911 call. This is so disrespectful. Go ahead. Why? <laughs> how you doing? Yeah, I was just carjacked at the gas station for my Range Rover. The gas station um, is 761 uh, Neiman's Marcus. 761 yes, Neiman Marcus is not a street in the city of Atlanta. And what's the name of the gas station? I'm sorry, ma'am. This is not the gas station. This is where my car is actually parked because I have a tracker on it. What gas station you at? What a car? Have you made a police report? Yeah, the police is on their way, but they've been on their way for a whole hour. And you say you were carjacked? Yes, ma'am. At gunpoint? No, I wasn't at gunpoint. I was literally getting gas, and they just jumped in the car. And That's not a carjacking. Someone stole your car. <laughs> Don't tell me it's not a carjacking. So what, what, what was it? There's no gun. Why y'all cut the best part when Akon told her, I want him locked up. Don't let him out. Y'all didn't play the best part. <laughs> did Akon used to steal cars? What did he go he to did. jail for? He did back So he knows. Yeah, don't tell me what a carjacking is. <laughs> so what is it, a car kidnapping? They nah, just stole it. They just stole it. It's the stolen same thing. Not, no, no, it's, it's not. not. Carjacking it's not. is when someone's like, get out the car. Stealing your car is when you're getting really? gas. You turn around and the car is gone. Put it to you like this. If um, It's bad that I know this. If you get robbed at gunpoint, the police will do whatever it takes to get that car back. If it's just a stolen car and it's a high-speed chase, the police will let the car go at times because they don't want to hurt any pedestrians. But if there's a gun involved, mm-hmm. they'll do whatever it takes to stop that vehicle. Damn. I don't know how I know all this. Because you're yeah. a snitch. You're right. Because he's yeah. you're right. That's right. Akon was part of an auto theft ring. He was. So he knows. He's like, wow. look, I ain't he playing was. no games. He's like, I got a track on the car. He's like, sir, where are you at right now? He was like, it's been an hour. Um, <laughs> what gas station is that? I know. He was like, but he was still. He kept his composure. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. He was Please, very ma'am. polite and nice. nice. He's a nice guy. But it's just funny how she was like, that's not a carjacking, sir. So what, right. what's the official term? The stolen car. Stolen car. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that is your rumor report. Oh, my goodness. All right. Front page news, what are we talking about? Yes, remember we were telling you about getting this vaccine and how you could come up on some cash? Yes. Well, we'll tell you about some of these winners already. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. Hey, I got what you need. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. All right, last night, NBA playoffs. The 76ers beat the Wizards 120-95. The Jazz beat the Grizzlies 141-129. And the Knicks... They beat the Hawks 101-92. Dropping the clues bombs for the New York Knicks, damn it. I'm rooting for the Knicks this year. I like the Knicks. I like the way they play. Tough team. Mm-hmm. What else you got, Yee? All right. Well, remember we've been telling you about all these incentives to get vaccinated in Ohio. They have a $5 million COVID-19 vaccine sweepstakes. Well, that money is starting to flow. Abigail Buginski won a million dollars after getting vaccinated. And Joseph Costello got a college scholarship according to wow. the Vax A Million mm-hmm. Programs website. How much you got? 
Uh, one person got a million dollars, another person got a scholarship, uh, college scholarship. I didn't know they was giving out college scholarships, too. Mm-hmm. Joseph Costello, he's only 14 years old. He won free tuition at any state university. He got a full-ride college scholarship. So if you're between 12 and 17 and you had at least one dose of the vaccine, you could be next. And that's only where? That's in Ohio. Damn it, Ohio. I would like to know how many people signed up for that uh, lottery in Ohio because of that. Because of the vaccination? Yeah, because of the prizes okay. they were giving away. Like, I want to know how many people like actually signed up. For I it. mean, yeah, and it's great if you were planning to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You're like, I might as well, you know, enter. Well, I guess you, you're entered to win. So, all right, now uh, here's another historic thing that just happened. Kristen Clark is the new leader of the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division, according to the Black Information Network. Clark was confirmed by the United States Senate with a 51-48 vote on Tuesday. Uh, Senator Susan Collins was the only Republican to express support for the attorney. And with this confirmation, it is history. Kristen Clark is the first black woman to lead the Civil Rights Division since it was formed in 1957. They try to say that she was a radical and a leftist, but... Despite all of that, you know, she is not that radical. She said she does not support defunding the police. She said, I do support finding strategies to ensure that law enforcement can carry out their jobs more safely and effectively and channeling resources to emotional health treatment and other severely under-resourced areas. Mm. And in other historic news, climate activists have defeated Exxon in their push for clean energy. It was a stunning defeat yesterday when shareholders of ExxonMobil elected at least two board candidates that were nominated by activist investors who pledged to steer the company toward cleaner energy and away from oil and gas. This is a big deal as we are trying to address climate change. So if y'all know what that means, with ExxonMobil being the biggest oil company and the oil leader until recently, they've been really slow to invest in this, but they've had some poor returns recently. So now the loss of at least two seats on the board will energize activists to pressure Exxon and other oil companies and businesses who they believe are not doing enough to address climate change. So that's a really big deal. Mm. All right. And of course, you know, I know this is really sad news, but this is a big story for this morning. There were nine victims of a mass shooting in San Jose yesterday. They have been identified as investigators are trying to figure out why this happened. They will also be honored tonight at an event at the San Jose City Hall Plaza. Uh, the victims all were at the Valley Transportation Authority. It's the They operate the bus and light rail services in the Santa Clara Valley. They employ about 2,000 workers. The gunman has been identified as Sam Cassidy, according to law enforcement sources. They did all know each other because they all were co-workers and they said one thing that has become clear is that they knew the shooter well Mm. so this shooting Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. happened Mm -hmm. yesterday as employees from the midnight shift and the day shift overlapped the yard is where the VTA vehicles are maintained and dispatched so that's where all of this happened and multiple law enforcement agencies and fire department personnel did respond they said uh, once law enforcement was there that is when Sam Cassidy took his own life and they were there very quickly because the sheriff's office is next door. Unfortunately, nine people were already killed by that Damn. time. Yeah, I just so don't understand sad. why mass shootings are just a side dish in the news. Like, I know that there's a lot going on, but mass shootings should always be the main cause in the media. We should never get numb to this because there's so much involved. Mental health, gun laws, so many things to discuss when these things happen. And there's been a lot of them this year. Am I tripping? It's yeah, like, it's been a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely yeah. have been a lot. One every two days, I think they said. Yikes. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, so uh, again, we want to give our condolences to the families and to the friends of the victims who were killed. Very sad, sad day yesterday. Um, 
And his ex-girlfriend and his ex-wife have spoken out to talk about the issues that he had. He had a strained relationship with an ex-girlfriend who did not want to be identified. They did meet on Match.com. And she said they dated for approximately one year. She said he would have mood swings that were exacerbated when he consumed large quantities of alcohol. She also alleges that he had bipolar disorder and that he enjoyed playing mind games with her. And several Mm. times during the relationship, he got intoxicated, enraged, and forced himself on her sexually. Mm. His ex-wife, Cecilia Nelm, said that he resented his work. They were together for about 10 years, and she said when the two of them were married, he thought he had unfair work assignments and he would rant about his job when he got home. She also had not been in touch with him for about 13 years after filing for a divorce. Treat, wow. uh, treat mass shootings and police violence the same way y'all treated COVID. Make it the headline everywhere. No opening acts. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Jay Barnett will be joining us. Who's Jay Barnett, guys? My man, Jay Barnett, is an author, a speaker, a mental health therapist, life coach. Uh, you know, he's, he's all about empowering and inspiring young black men. Really good brother. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Man, we got one of my favorite people in the room right now, man. This brother is so necessary in regard to anybody who, any man in particular who's trying to stay mentally and emotionally healthy. My man, King J. Barnett man, is here. King, King, what's good, brother? I'm blessed, black, and highly man? favored. How are you, man? man? Good, man. Good, good to good. see you in New York. You like the city? Man, I love the city. Um, I visit several times. I got my nieces with me, boy. I ran them around yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they was like, man, New York is a different beast. But no, I, I love I love the city, man. So it's it's been good. And it's good to see you in person too, because last time we saw you, um, you was on the Zoom with uh, Queen Taraji and Queen Queen Tracy. That's when I got put on too. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So I know that y'all have something going on now. Is he? You know? Oh, okay, okay. I know Taraji has the unspoken curriculum. She was. What, what is that about? Yeah. So the un, uh, unspoken curriculum is where we're going to be talking about the experience that um, black students are having in classroom. Um, you know, there's many uh, uh, implicit bias that these students go through. From their experience and a lot of time black students are treated differently based on behavior based on different uh learning uh differences that they have but a lot of times you know our s- students are criminalized mm-hmm. and so i think rather than being criminalized these students more have more so have clinical issues mm. so when you have a student that maybe have a behavior issue and black boys are more likely to be suspended than white boys and then now black girls are more likely to be suspended as well and so the unspoken curriculum is also going to provide a space for these boys to come in and to talk about these different things. And so I'm going to be spearheading uh, along with Dr. Yeshiva and uh, Brother Alfonso, who is a black male therapist as well. And so we'll be providing space for the six weeks uh, and kind of talk about how to manage these spaces. Because when these black boys go in these classrooms, man, or just black students, mm-hmm. their experience, man, it, it really does affect their confidence. So if my issue is that I'm really suffering mentally because of what's going on at home and school is just a place where I act out at and if I get suspended, so I'm now feeling like, well, school is not the place where it's gonna advocate for me and when you look at these black students, uh, very few white teachers are taking out the time to provide resources and to provide the level of care that they need. Mm -hmm. I agree with that, that's dope. I'm glad you guys are doing that because I always say this when I was in college, I thought I was gonna be a teacher. So I did this teaching program um, for sixth and seventh graders. And I was in a neighborhood that was mostly Dominican. It was one black student in the class, right? And um, he was Haitian. 
And so, you know, they used to make fun of him all the time. And he had a lot of things going on at home. And sometimes teachers don't take the time to find out, like, he would be hungry in school because he didn't have enough food at home to eat because he had a lot of brothers and sisters. He wore, like, the same clothes all the time. And all those things take a toll on you. And then you come to school and the other kids are making fun of you. And then the teacher is seeing you acting out but not even taking the time to understand, like, what's going on at home and what are these real issues and what about these students that are really giving you a hard time in class, and who do they talk to if they have those problems? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, you when when I started uh, working in the schools as far as uh, uh, counseling and even my internship, a lot of the times when I would go to these white teachers and ask him, mm-hmm. you know, have you really sat and talked with this student? They didn't. Right. They automatically looked at the student and they saw the issue. You know, is that well, he's well, he's disturbing the class, and really. The kid hadn't eaten. Yeah, you know, the, the kid was homeless, and mm-hmm. there were so many kids that their home and family dynamic was just different. And school was just the way that they either felt safe, or in many cases, these kids like, man, you come to school and basically you just let everything out. Because let's let's take for an example: if you're getting abused at home, and usually the abuser become uh, uh, who's been abused become the abuser. So, which is where you have a lot of this bullying that is taking place. Mm-hmm. So, the kid that is being bullied become the bully. But then again, he's acting out and basically he's lashing out on what he's experiencing. Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't sit down and talk to a kid, and then too, if you don't have a representation as a black male or counselor or a black male teacher, and, and, and especially in the space of education, where it's just not many black individuals. Uh, as, as, as far as males to represent and to advocate for these young black boys. Yeah, man, that's why cultural competency is so important, right? Speak, speak to that, Jay. Cultural competency, man, is so important. And so um, I think for me, right, when I was in grad school, I was the, uh, I was the only black uh, male student uh, that was in my uh, uh, marriage and family therapy program. So I was one out of 76. And I remember my experience and talking about different things when we were uh, have our clinicals and our practicums and all of these white students were trying to figure out how to work with black kids and to work with Hispanics. And one of the things I said to them, I said, what level of understanding do you have of the culture, of their family dynamics, of their backgrounds, even a certain colloquialism that we have in our language? Mm-hmm. And none mm-hmm. of them had any understanding. They only had textbook. Mm-hmm. And so this is where they were failing and they was disconnected because you can use all the theories that you want, but if you cannot connect to a kid here or connect to his culture or connect to his family dynamic, you're not going to understand how to even connect with them, even in your methods and your theories. That's right. So cultural competency is key that if you're going to advocate for black students, you need to understand black culture. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're going to advocate for brown Hispanics, you need to understand their culture. You need to understand who is the uh, uh, patriarch, who is the matriarch. And just even those simple things, understanding that if you're working with black families, nine times out of ten, you're going to be speaking with the mom. Mm-hmm. And there won't be a male presence there. Mm-hmm. And that dynamic is going to impact how you interact. And it's also going to impact how your methods, how effective are your methods. And so cultural competence is, is, is critical. Yeah, you know, even when you talk about um, anxiety, because you know, I've heard you say, you know, uh, somebody asked you to break down anxiety, and you said anxiety is being here, but wanting to be there. Man, when you say that, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Because I think it's levels to anxiety, right? Like my anxiety as a black man is totally different than the anxiety I know that a white woman 
experiences, but, but expound on that a little bit. So, you know, anxiety is really rooted in the fear of the unknown, right? And it's the fear of the what if, it's the fear of what can, it's the fear of uncertainty, and it's the fear of a possibility where you have no evidence. And so it's the fear of what if they don't like me? And you haven't even walked in the room. That's right. <laughs> so Word. it's the fear of what if I'm rejected? Well, you haven't given yourself an opportunity to be accepted. So it's it, and that anxiety roots up a, a lot of just you know our family system because many of us have already been rejected by our families. We've been abandoned by you know our loved ones, and we've been ostracized for our thoughts, for our belief system. And so I would even go out on a limb, man, to say every black person deals with a level of anxiety, whether it's racial or through a social experience. I think from a family perspective, even when you decide to step out of your family dynamic and say, I'm going to become something that no one has never seen, there's man. great anxiety that comes from that. Right. Because now you got to hear, well, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. That creates a level of anxiety altogether, right? So... I think the anxiety of being here, wanting to be there, is always is having to wrestle with the outcome that you created in your head that's haven't really taken place, but in your mind you made it real. And so I think when we have spaces to kind of talk about rational and, and irrational anxiety and be able to expound on those differences in uh, variation, it allows us to be able to grow and understand that it's real. However, I don't have to allow it to really whole truth in my life. All right, we got more with Jay Barnett. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have author, motivational speaker, Jay Barnett. Yee. What made you get into therapy and coaching? So, man, oh, God. So when when I left football, um, I battled with depression like since I was 13 when my parents divorced. And... You know, and, and, and people say, well, how did it, 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 it shape you? I said, because, you know, my parents were pastors. And so for me, it was just this heartbreak. Like, you know, I can't believe my parents are divorcing, right? You know, they're church leaders. And I think at that time, I didn't really have anybody reaching out to ask me how was I doing because I automatically began to fill this gap where I had to be a big brother and I had to be there for my mom. As most black boys, you're stepping in in a daddy role where you're still a boy. And so that pressure, I carried it, and football became a safe space for me. So when football was over, I didn't have a, a safe space, a right. perceived safe space. And then two, it was how I cope. So, you know, um, for those that follow my story, I talk about suicide, like I'm a two-time suicide a survivor attempt. And so when I started going to therapy after my second attempt, and the, the therapy started to really address the issue behind the depression because I feel like depression is a symptom to a greater root issue. And the root issue was really stemming from abandonment. And the depression was brought on trying to be accepted Mm -hmm. because for most black boys in sports, coaches are fathers. Mm. So when football was over, I'm looking for another father. Mm. I'm looking for some more validation. And this is why it's hard for guys to transition out of sports because they identify themselves through what they do. And what I had to learn was it was what I did, but it wasn't who I was. But that takes a, a, a deeper level of healing and really addressing 
fatherhood issues and dadhood issues and understanding that the validation that most men, all of us, let's just be, let's be real. I don't care what level of success. It's just something about having a dad there because I feel like a mother determines what a child remembers, but a dad determines what a child believes. That's right. So when dad put his stamp on it, man, it's like you can do it and be whatever you want. But even when you look at men who have become successful, the constant need for validation is that I have all of this, but I still haven't been approved by dad. Mm. I have all of that, but I still haven't been approved by the man that I looked up to or the man that was absent from. So I started looking at them within myself. I looked at former teammates. I looked at all of the black men that I knew that, man, what was the a correlation in all of us trying to find our way in manhood? And it was the fact that the absence of not only just a father, but it's the lack of knowing who we who we are. Man, I, you know, the, the first time I ever bawled in therapy was talking about that and like, you know, how your father, for me, my father, um, he would, he would discipline me for things he didn't teach me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I remember, I remember one time I'm driving behind him and, and he he ran he ran a stop sign. So I'm like 15, 16, so I ran a stop sign too. But then he, he pulled over, <laughs> I pulled over and he slapped me, right? But it's like, you, I'm following you. So how you punish me for things you didn't teach me? You know? So, but you know, you, you realize he just was only doing his best because he had his, his, his own issues. But no, you're absolutely right. Just, that's what you want from, from your father, that validation. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that that's what led me into therapy. Um, it wasn't something that I was set out to do. I feel like it was it was God ordained. Mm -hmm. And from the first time I, I entered into my master's program, the first class, uh, general uh, studies on family marriage and family therapy, like it answered so much within my own, you know, within myself, within my own uh, family dynamic. I was like, oh yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be. And then when I started really talking and, and, and guys started reaching out and it's like, yo, man, you know, man, I've struggled with depression, man. I, I, I wanted to, you know, take my life, man, dude, I got extreme anxiety. And especially with pro athletes because it's so much pressure to be and to perform. Right. And a lot of it, but you know, Chris Rock said something, man, that was so powerful. He said, women, children, and animals are loved unconditionally, but men, <laughs> are love under the condition that they provide, <laughs> provide something. <laughs> so <laughs> psychologically, as men, everything is about performance. And so when I started to really dig deep, I said, I want to get brothers to remove the cape from trying to be Superman and learn how to function in your Clark Kent. And because that's really who Superman was. Right. The reality of it. And so it's just functioning who you are because that performance thing is exhausting. It's does, tiresome. Does the league have anything for athletes who are transitioning from playing sports back into, you know, regular life? Or is that... They're getting better at it. Mm -hmm. uh, they're getting better at it. And uh, recently I partnered up with the NFLPA and the PA uh, Players Association Foundation. They're, they're doing a lot more workshops, a lot, of more, uh, a lot of more symposium and creating more outlets. I mean, when you look at the players over the past couple of years who have either committed suicide or they've had these untimely deaths, it's uh, it, it's 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 very disheartening. And one of the things is that I, I want to do with athletes, especially black athletes, man, is just really get them in a space to where they be, uh, these coaches even begin to see these kids as a whole person, 
and humanize him in, uh, in a way that, man, this kid is more than just an athlete. He's more than just somebody who can dump, who can, who, who, who can uh, jump. These kids are future fathers and husbands. Mm -hmm. But then, too, it's like when these kids are done, and let's say you don't go to the league, mm -hmm. and you say, hey, go be the best in life. All they know is to perform. And now you're asking them to function as a husband, to function as a father, or function as a, as a citizen. It, it's it's unfortunate. And so uh, I, I I think, you know, with what Charlemagne's doing and, and, and you guys' platform and, 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 and just really normalizing men speaking, mm -hmm. you know, and I think there's a shift right now that more men are becoming comfortable because one thing about men, we have to see it. I feel like women, y'all always, y'all do brunches. Y'all yeah, do talk trips. we to each other. Mm -hmm. we, yeah. yeah. I love a girl's trip. <clears throat> Yeah. And women process yeah. through talking. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we tell each other everything. <laughs> and and men, we process in silence. It's like in the locker room, like we gonna come together, but you're not gonna know personal stuff that's going on in nobody's life because right. we performing for each other. And a lot of a lot of it is just protection. You know what that, I mean? That's it. Yeah, that's it. And that's the it's, it's a protection of that little boy. That's right. And so what happened is that I show up as a man. Or I show up, or show up as a male, but behind it, there's this little boy who is broken. Right. Yeah. You um, how how did you get the validation that you were seeking from your father? How did you, I guess you know, fix that wound in yourself? I didn't. Man. Um, I didn't get it. Do we ever? Man. Well, answer so, the first question first. You didn't get it. Did I, I I didn't get it because um, I felt like I've never, my father has never had the conversation with me that I wanted him to have. And I said this to uh, one of the young guys I mentor, and I said, man, I've had to accept that I would love to have it, but I can't wait for it. And that's when I like, I said to myself, I have to keep healing. And I think the validation for me uh, now is being able to look at other brothers and and speaking to the king in them and being able to build them, but also when a brother hops, you know, uh, or uh, or sends me a DM message and, and say, "Man, dude, thank you for talking about this." Man, I watch a video, uh, you know, talking about depression. I walk watch a video talking about you know leaving sports and all those things. It's like, man, that 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 helped me, and so that. Uh, brings a great validation and I would say the word that I would use it brings great fulfillment because now at this point I, I think that as you continue to grow and evolve as a man not only does your perspective shift but your view on life shifts and so my view is now is who are you building rather than what you're building because it's great to build things and I think men should always work to build things but who are you building and um, I think to be able to hand a baton to another young man and to talk to him about emotional intelligence and to be able to encourage him, like, listen, man, I want you to get to a place where you can respond versus react. Everybody has anger, but I want you to manage that. I think even when we look at these artists, I think, you know, we, we give these young kids a bunch of money mm -hmm. because they got a hit and they song is popping, but I think these kids need mental health coaches. They yes, need sir. more than just a tour manager. These kids need a therapist or, or or a counselor, somebody to help manage that because here's what is happening. They're processing through their pen. Right. They're processing through their pen and their pen is broken. And here's the thing that today's artists are doing is uh, they're, they speak about what's going on inside of them versus artists of old that when we grew up, 
artists talked about what was going on around him. Mm. These artists are talking about what is going on inside of mm. them. Listen to the lyrics. Mm. It's a whole mood. All right, we got more with Jay Barnett. When we come back, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have author, motivational speaker Jay Barnett here, Charlemagne. I was um, talking to my homegirl, Debbie Brown, last night, and I was talking about the mind f- of being in a position where, like, I, I, you can hear you can hear somebody say all of these great accolades about you, right? But then you can hear somebody talking negative about you, too, and, and you're like, well, who the fuck? You asking you, who am I? <laughs> exactly. Who, who am I? How do you explain exactly. that? What is that? What is that? What is that called? <laughs> so, well, I mean, it's one of those things, man, I think, it's, it's the constant question of who we are. And one of the things that I, I really tell people, focus on what you can control and that that you can't control, leave it alone. Right. Mm. And <laughs> the only thing that you can really control is how do you see yourself when you look at you? Because mm. people are gonna always see you according to their limited perspective of their experiences and either the people that they encounter. And a lot of times, what you're projecting on me has nothing to do with me. Mm. That's your stuff. Yep. So if you feel that, oh, he's arrogant or she thinks she's that, I, it, it, no, you feel some type of way about some stuff that you're dealing with. And I just happen to be an innocent bystander <laughs> in this process to where you formulated these thoughts and these opinions. And I think the more you become settled in that, because here's the thing that I think that is so important is... I'd rather be a private success rather than to be a public success and a private failure. And that's what we have people who that. It's, Ooh, I, break yeah. that down again. Yeah, you'd rather be great. a. Pri- I'd rather be a, a private success than to be a public success and a private failure. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like because the, the public success is, I have to put on the show for everybody. But you're failing in your relationships, you're failing in your day to day. Uh, uh, in, in encounters with yourself because your inner personal relationship is going to determine the relationship that you have with others. So the relationship that you have with yourself is always going to project how you relate to other people. Yeah, no, I think that's great. When you know what's going on with you for real, no matter what anybody else says about you. That's real. Like people will try to attack me about certain things. Oh, she ain't got no man. Well, I have been with somebody for six years. I'm that's good. Real. Like, But they don't know because I don't put it all... You know, exactly. out there all the time. But like they'll say like the worst things. Oh, she don't do this. She, and it's like, no, in real life, I know what I'm really doing. And right. that's important to be able to feel confident in that and to have people that support you, that know you, that that's what I care about more than like somebody trying to get my attention and trying to provoke you. Because you can see when somebody's trying to provoke you into something. Yeah. And what, 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 what you've done, Angela, is provide a space of peace for you. Cause see, once you provide that space of peace for you, dude, see, peace, peace is not the fact that everything is is running through a, a field of sunflower. Peace is that the world is falling apart and I have solitude. Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm and, happy. I, yeah, and it's like, good, but you know, when people say things that aren't true, you're like, all right, gives a f- I know it's me. not even true. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Remember that old exhibit video when he was just walking and everything was going crazy yeah. behind him, but he was just, <laughs> exactly. he just went that's, to the store that, and went that, home? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, it, yeah. man. And it's really having that place of peace because we live in a world where everybody has an opinion. Yeah. Yep. If you have social media, you have an opinion, rightfully yours. Yeah. However, your opinion is none of my business. And it's also not facts sometimes. Like it could be something that's a fact. 
and you're like, like people will be like, Angela's not black. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I mean, what can I even say to that? Like, and then too, that don't tell the whole story though. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But it's then too, me. you have like, okay, what constitutes actually being black? <laughs> <laughs> you know but she I mean? is black. She's black and Asian. Right. Exactly. It's like they don't know the whole story. It's like, but it's also like you're just saying that because you want me to be mad and like, and I I don't give people that privilege of me like responding to things that I feel like they're trying to get you to respond mm-hmm. because they want to back and forth and they want to try to embarrass you and I don't give anybody that. Man, listen, I, I live by what du- little Duval said. Man, I'm not going back and forth <laughs> with you. At- I'm not. Because no. all it does is make it worse, and then now yeah. you're stressed out, and you got all these. No. It's not even true. Why am I even entertaining Listen, this? Listen, I tell a lot of these athletes, <laughs> man, if you don't get nothing else, get you some emotional intelligence. Man. Be able to process your emotions and be able to manage your emotions about others when they can't process their emotions. Because, again, that emotional IQ intelligence allows you to be able to, okay, I can process that I don't like what they said, but I have the ability and the capacity to know what they said is not true. It's not true. However, does it have any validity? Because when we start to allow that stuff to enter into our spirit and enter into our, our, our control system, which is your mind, that dictates so much. So many people are depressed by other people. See, it's one thing to be depressed by a circumstance mm-hmm. or situation, but when you start allowing people to cause your depression, man, like no, nah, you 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 are giving them the power over you to say, hey, I get to control how you feel. That's right. Like no, nah, man, life is too short for that. Mm-hmm. What, do, what, do, what do we? What do you mean, Jay? When you say that you're black exhausted, man? When I say that I'm black exhausted, uh, I'm really talking about the emotional toll and turmoil that it has taken on me being a black man, being a black person, having to endure. Uh, you know, avert racism, having to endure uh, the the media uh, the, uh, controlling the narrative, controlling the messages. It's just like, you know, it's one of those things that I walked into my office and uh, back in, in in Texas, and and there was a white colleague of mine who's a therapist, and you know, we was talking about the George Floyd thing, and I just looked at, her, I was just like, man, I'm just so tired, <laughs> I'm <black> exhausted, <laughs> man, I'm just tired, man. <laughs> And it was one of those things, she was like, she was like, Jay, what do you mean? I said, man, I'm just, I said, it feels like being black is a job. Yeah. Like, it's work. Mm -hmm. It's like, you gotta, if you're educated black man, you gotta manage how you present yourself, right? And then, if you're an educated black woman, you don't wanna come off as an angry black woman. But it's just like, it's always having to control our emotions, manage our feelings, you know, make sure you dress appropriately, make sure you wear your hair like this, don't say too many of this word. Don't say to that. You know what I mean? So if the cops stop you, just shut up and get home. Just, sh- just comply. And yeah. that's black exhausted right there for those that are watching. Man, man. you're so right. My, my homeboy, you know, I, I do like two big vacations a year with his family and friends. And my homeboy was like, man, we didn't even get to go on no vacation last year. I, and he said, I look forward to just two weeks and not being black. I'm like, what is you talking about? <laughs> but then he explained exactly what you explained. He said, this is going somewhere and just being, that's just it. existing. I'm like, damn. <laughs> because you go into other countries, right? They just want you to have a good time. That's it. They just want you to come have a good time That's and it. buy their little souvenirs and <laughs> That's it. drink a bunch of margaritas or tequila. They just like, hey, just come have a good time. When we get here, it's like, I mean, Jesus, man. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. 
Where you get the hoodies from, man? What's the website? So the website is healgirlheal.com. Healgirlheal.com. So we're just pushing this heal movement. And uh, I'm excited to be working with Taraji again on the unspoken curriculum, man. Like, uh, th- this is needed. Give me your give me your Twitters and Instagrams. Yeah, my Twitter and Instagram is King J Barnett, and uh, I have a online coaching mental health coaching uh, platform, which is KJBCoaching.com. Jay, I love you. I value you. I appreciate you, King man. Just just thank you and just keep keep existing, my yeah, brother. Absolutely, brother. I, I value you, man. Yes, sir. Love you, brother, man. And uh it's just been beautiful, man, to watch you evolve. And uh Angela, thank you, man, you know, for not only the work that you do, but just even just you guys being authentic, man. So I, I think that's beautiful to have people because so many people that man, dude, they're performing by the time they get home. They don't like the show that they're putting on. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, I've been, don't get me wrong, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we all, yeah. I've been and, there. Uh, and so, no, no, thank you both for the work that you guys do and for your platform. Yeah, thank yes, you for sir. what you do. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. Get your money, black man. Hey! I'm in a good mood today, man. It just feels good. How can you not be? That's a good. I'm a man. Only thing that sucks is that here in uh, New York City, salute to everybody that listens to us all over the country. But in New York this weekend, it's not going to be like hot like it was all week. It was like 80, 90 degrees all week. And it's Memorial Day weekend. That's what I'm saying. But it, it's still good, though. This is the first time we got teams in the playoffs in New York. Mm-hmm. It just feels like the first everything time. feels in a long time. Long time. You mean basketball? for the basketball? Basketball, yeah. Oh. Well, football, too. We ain't have in the playoffs in a long time, too. <laughs> you got to figure out who to root for, bro. At least Angela is consistent. I'm a, oh, yeah, yeah. Our Brooklyn Nets are going to take it all. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm a Giants fan. That you is said before you were a Nets fan now. No, and he was been a Jets no, fan. When, no, yes, he no, was. No, no, don't stop these lies. When you had, <laughs> messing up my day now. When you never played for the Jets, you That's definitely right. switched. Bar Scott. I, I, yeah, shout to Bar Scott. I was supporting... You said you were Andy Sportstrip. Nah, definitely didn't. I'm he does a wear, Giants fan. He does wear Mets hats and Yankees hats. It doesn't make sense. All I care about is what match is outfit and who's winning now. Yep. Buy, buy sports fans. That's what you are. <laughs> you can't be like that, bro. Especially in the same city. A Pick Yan- a side. I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a Giants fan. And I'm a Knicks fan. When you won a Nets tickets, you was a Nets fan. That's a fact. I know. I support oh, yeah. New York teams, though. I See what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Why can't I? can't support New York teams. No. You got to pick mm-hmm. one. What team do you rep for? Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I like the New York Liberty. Yeah, me too. I do like the New York Liberty, but All Dallas right. Cowboys. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Destiny Child. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Michelle Williams had shared some audio clips from checking in with her group mates, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland, ahead of her new book, Checking In. And she posted, look who checked in yesterday with me. The only time we'll let y'all eavesdrop on our group chats. I just wanted to check in. We just think what's been going on has been making us more intentional about calling each other, checking in, and I'm loving these smiles. Oh, we love and miss you so much. I've got to get so out there. so proud of you, Mimi. Thank you. Thank you. You are so inspirational for both of us, and we just Thank love you. watching you become exactly who you are in the world, see your impact and your wisdom and your beautiful advice and your discernment. And we're just so proud of you. Drop on the clues, Bonds from Michelle Williams. Her, her new book is out right now, Checking In, How Getting Real About Depression Saved My Life and Can Save Yours. And you can listen to uh, her Checking In podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. 
Well, these are her safe sisters. And Kelly Rowland said people should know that along with friendships, there's humility. You have to allow yourself to hold a safe space place in a safe space for all friendships mm-hmm. to be able to check in. That's a beautiful thing when you mm-hmm. call a friend and you express some things to them and they say I know I've been holding space for you. That term holding space means a lot. I got some safe sisters. So Same. That's a good thing. Envy's one of them. <laughs> all right, now Jay-Z has announced that Made in America Festival is returning to Philly September 4th and 5th. They did call things off, obviously, last year, as everybody had to. But now you can get your two-day passes, and you can also lock in early bird pricing while it's available. Boy, outside back open for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they bring back festivals outside, it's open. What is, what's the date? Um, it is the 4th and the 5th of September. I ain't hear no stipulations, no nothing. I guess you'll know as it gets a little closer. Because yeah. we also don't know in September what the rules are going to be. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be open, open, because it's damn near open, open now. And I just want to say that I got a car show at Atlantic City's festival type with, you know, rides and cars. And I it's did. open, open. August 14th. I just hope COVID don't come back. Like, allow me to reintroduce myself. My not. name is Cove. <laughs> All right, now. to the OV. I hope not. Dave Chappelle's new documentary is going to premiere as the closing night film at the Tribeca Festival. And so you can go ahead and get those. Um, but you have to be fully vaccinated and you have to v- provide proof of your vaccination upon entry. So get ready for that. I actually saw it. It's amazing. So I think people are going to love it. So that's going to take place on June 19th. Now, see, when you announced that, you announced the stipulations with it. I expect to hear any big event to have some type of stipulation. Yeah, but this is coming up really soon. Oh, got you, got you. You know, in September, like I said, we don't know how open things will or won't be. That's true. And since we're talking comedy, uh, Paul Mooney, they've given him his own day in Oakland, and that is going to be... May 19th. So it's Paul Mooney Day on May 19th. He was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, but he did move to Oakland when he was seven years old. And as you know, he got his start writing for Richard Pryor. Dropping a clues bonds for the late, great Paul Mooney. Are we going to ever put that interview out? They said oh. the audio wasn't that good. Oh, it wasn't that good? We can still get it out, though, right? You Some put, of it, maybe. We put it on the documentary. All right, well, mm-hmm. that is your rumor report. Mm-hmm. All right, man, let me shout out to my brother, Nori, N-O-R-E. He, he just, just hit me. me N-O-R-E. He says, I'm an all-New York City all-teams fan as well. Okay, Nori, just put us in the group chat, bro. <laughs> we all got to say, like, 7.58 a.m., I'm an all-NYC all-teams fan as well. Does he copy, does he copy well. and paste that to each he of us? To. I can't lie. Living out of town makes me that way. Nori, just hit us all in the group chat. We family, Nori. Just put your Breakfast Club group chat together right, right. now. feeling all special. Like, Jesus. oh, Nori just texted me. He texted me too. He texted me too. He cut and paste. He texted the same thing. Nori, damn. Yeah, stop being a friend thought. Make sure y'all listen to Drink Champs too. Salute to Drink Champs. That's on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast great network plug. as well. Great plug. That's my guy, man. Great me, plug. Me, me and N.O. do great business together. I like N.O. Shout out to my guy. Dropping the clues bounce for Nori. Good brother. Great brother. Time to get our running challenge back, Nori. Mm-hmm. Now, who are you giving that dog? I actually was driving in the city yesterday, and I just ran to, I, I don't know, Nori, them got a building. I just saw smoke champs on a window. Smoke champs? Yeah, they got smoke yeah. champs now. Yeah, Him yeah, and yeah. Uh, his nephew, Young yeah, Rally. I, I just I just literally saw it. It was in, I don't remember what part of town. The Canal Street. It was on Canal Street. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to N.O. All right, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, Amy Cooper needs to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with Amy Cooper this morning. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here. And did you know that the General Insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you 
are a donkey. To the latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Um, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey oh, of the day? Man. Dog here today for Thursday, May 27th, goes to Amy Cooper. Y'all remember who Amy Cooper is, don't you? Uh, Amy Cooper is the human jar of Hellman's who called 911 last year when she was walking her dog in Central Park, and she encountered a black man named Christian Cooper. Uh, Christian Cooper was minding his business, doing his favorite pastime, which is bird watching. I know, I know, a black man bird watching looks suspicious, but that's your problem because you think black people are monolithic, and you have a perception of what black people do and can't do, and bird watching is not on your list of things that black people do. Therefore, you just assumed he was doing something he had no business doing. Can we flash back to that encounter between the Coopers? Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. Please, please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Mm. Please tell them whatever you like. There is an African-American man. I am in Central Park. He is recording me threatening myself and my dog. I'm sorry, I can't hear you either. I'm being threatened by a man in the ramble. Before we move on, has anybody checked on Amy Cooper's dog? Huh? Every time I watch that video, hear that video, I think of the fact that she was lynching her dog and then called the police in hopes that they would lynch Christian. Now, what everyone and their mother just heard and saw in that video was obvious racial discrimination. I mean, Amy literally emphasized that Christian was black to the police. She weaponized the police against Christian because she knew how police would react to a white damsel in distress saying she's been being attacked by a black man. Now, Amy was charged with falsely reporting an incident in the third degree. Of course, the charge was dismissed early early this year after she completed a counseling program intended to educate her on the harm of her actions. Hopefully it was the same diversity training Coca-Cola used where they urged workers to be less white. Also, literally a day after the confrontation, she apologized for her, her actions in an interview with NBC4NY. Let's listen. It was unacceptable. You know, and words are just words and I can't undo what I did, but I, I sincerely and humbly apologize to everyone, especially to that man. The police, I think of them as a protection agency. And unfortunately, this has caused me to realize that there are so many people in this country that don't have that luxury. Apologies are great. Okay, when you feel you have wronged someone, you have to take accountability for your actions. We all have missteps. So why, oh why, is Amy Cooper getting donkey of the day? Well, Amy said she's not racist, but what she did was clearly racist. Okay, I think in a situation like that, it doesn't matter if a person is actually a racist because what she did is actually racist. And that's what matters. And it's her privilege and sense of entitlement that led her to call the police on Christian in the first place. And it's her privilege and sense of entitlement that is causing her to do what she is getting donkey of the day for. What is Christian Cooper currently up to? Let's go to ABC 7 New York for the report, please. The woman known as Central Park Karen now filing suit against her former employer. Her name is Amy Cooper. She's accusing Franklin Temple of wrongful termination. The financial company fired Cooper as the outrage over her racist rant hit a fever pitch a year ago right now. Cooper claims they nurtured the idea that the confrontation was a racial flashpoint. She also claims there should have been an investigation before her dismissal. Amy is suing her former employer for wrongful, wrongful termination for racial and gender discrimination. Her lawsuit alleges that she was characterized as a privileged white female Karen. 
Amy, let Brother Lenard, Uncle Charlotte be the first to tell you quite simply, you didn't get fired because you were discriminated against. You got fired for doing the discriminating. Okay, you falsely claimed to police that a black man was threatening you and your dog. You lied. So your job fired you for lying. This isn't complicated, Amy. Okay, for you to turn around and file a lawsuit and feel like you were wronged in any way is mayonnaise flavored malarkey. Okay, you file lawsuits when you get lied on, not when you lied on people, Amy. Privilege, privilege, hashtag privilege. Okay, this is a prime example of privilege. And as Deshaun Stokes once said, privilege is not knowing that you're hurting others and not listening when they tell you that you are. Please let Kathy Griffin give Amy Cooper the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mayo the biggest hee-haw. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Yes, ma'am. Up next, Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Yee. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlotte, the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hey, how's it going, man? It's David. Hello, David. How's it? How you guys doing? Good morning, everyone. Good morning, man. What's your question for you, bro? Oh, my God. I'm going through it with my fiance, man. This is ridiculous. Like, so, the other day, we got into an argument, you know, because I was picking up for her dad. You know, um, her dad bought uh, his brother a new car. And, um, you know, we were all outside smoking a cigarette or whatever like that. And um, she, you know, uh, she told her dad she had to take the baby because uh, our son, because he babysits. And the next day, he uh, went out, didn't take the baby, and she got upset. And I told her, like, no, you were outside listening. You know that what the situation was going to be. And now we just have a huge argument. Well, it sounds like you all have other issues, and that's, that's why you had a big argument about this. Yeah, but, like, I, like, I'm clueless. I don't even know what the heart is, like, I, and every time, you know, she's always telling me that I have a bad attitude and I got to go to therapy, but now I'm starting to realize it's not me, you know what I mean? It's her. It sounds like you both need therapy, but let me ask you this, okay? Um, how old is the baby? Uh, he's one, one year and three months. And then was, uh, was, she, was she like this before she had the baby? No, not really. You think that perhaps, you know, these hormonal changes and maybe she's had the baby and, you know, a lot of people have, a lot of women go through a lot emotionally once they have a child. Yeah, but like, how do I deal with it? Because, you know, like we live with her dad at the moment uh-huh. and she's always telling me, you know, we got to move out, move out, but she kind of puts everything in my field. You know, I'm, I'm, like, money don't go on trees, you know, like, I need help, too. Right. You know what I mean? Well, why don't you that guys agree to both do counseling? Because it feels like you have issues communicating with each other. And I'm sure, like, the dynamics yeah. of your relationship have changed. You guys had this baby. I'm guessing, like, you know, during the pandemic, y'all have been kind of at home a lot more um, as well. It's also not easy living with a parent and just... It's hard enough to deal with just each other, but then when there's also a parent there living in the house with you, sometimes that also piles on. Yeah. I just, like, I'm just in a predicament where, 
you know, like, and, you know, now she's telling me she's going to put me on child support and, you know, she don't love me anymore and stuff like that over a little argument, you know. So I don't know if right, I should. It might be some postpartum that she doesn't even realize that she's dealing with. Really? Yeah, and that's a real thing. And it's sometimes women can't identify it. But postpartum depression affects a lot of a lot of women. And so I would... Mm-hmm. Because she's the type, like, she won't let... She's from Brooklyn. Hey. You know, so... <laughs> but she, she's the type, like, she, you know... She she won't listen to anybody else and like she's always right. Everybody else is always wrong. Like you know she don't she don't you know grow up and just realize like she'll never say sorry. You know. You know what? And that's interesting. It's it's interesting that you say that. I just want to say a couple of things here. A lot of times it's hard to have a discussion with somebody and own up to your mistakes when they're not doing it, right? And so a lot of what you're saying to me is about what she's doing. You're not really talking about what you're doing also. I know that both of you are contributing to the issues in your relationship, but a lot of times we blame the other person instead of also looking at ourselves. And instead of saying, you do this, you don't ever think you're wrong, you don't ever apologize, you also have to say, well, it bothers me that when we get into these arguments, you know, this is how it goes because really it's how it affects you. But you also have to think about things that you do and how it affects her. And it feels like both of you need help. And if you're saying she needs to get therapy and she's saying you need to get therapy, I'm going to say both of y'all would benefit from some type of counseling or therapy to learn how you guys can talk to each other more effectively. No, no, I understand. But yeah, I'm telling you, like, I'm the type, like, if I'm wrong, I'll say it in a heartbeat that I'm mm-hmm. wrong. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I'm I'm that type of dude. Like, if 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 there's something that she don't like, and then I'll even tell her once, like, if there's something I don't like, you know, I'll tell her in a nice way, like, hey, babe, you know, like, you you know, you shouldn't do it like that. Maybe you should try to do it a different way, or you know, maybe you should. You, you know, offer you offer solutions. Like, you're you saying you offer solutions. Her? Do you like, want to be with her? Like, do you want to get married? I'm not gonna lie. After the, cause she sent me some real nasty texts. Like my uh, my brother, you know, he's, he's he's like a deadbeat brother. You know what I mean? Like he got three kids and he don't talk to none of them. You know, and she texts me uh, that she that I should not how to be a deadbeat father. You know, when when she wrote stuff like that, it's just like, damn, like yeah, she's you trying know, to hurt you. Change, you know, right? I, yeah, I think yeah, you guys. It's just all talk or. I think you guys, as as new parents too, both really, uh, you're gonna have to raise this child together, no matter what and deal with each other and I think you do need the proper tools to be able to do that regardless I think you have to let her know and I, I'm sure you do how it hurts your feelings when she says things like that to the, to you but I also feel like it could be some postpartum depression and that's something that is a really common thing that doesn't even get diagnosed and so I think uh, yeah. it, it would benefit for you guys to learn how to do that and, and, and decide if you want to continue in this relationship but no matter what you are going to have to learn how to deal with each other in a better way well, what do you think I should just kind of like suck it up and just, you I, know, try definite, to talk to her? You think I should? 
Keep it moving. I don't think you should ever, quote, suck it up, but I do think that you need to address these issues as best as you can head on. I do think you guys need to get a, a recommendation for a therapist so that you guys can go into couples therapy together because it's not working with y'all just talking to each other the way that you have been. And then I think you have some decisions to make to see if this can work, if it can move forward. But I also feel like, you know, her body just went through a lot hormonally, things that she probably doesn't even understand. If she's acting different now than she used to, I think that deserves some attention as well. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate it. And another thing, I'm sorry for being so long, but another thing, like, and I'm in the predicament, like, if if we don't make up, you know, she's going to kick me out of the house and my parents don't want to take me back, you know, and it's just like, I'm going to be homeless, you know what I mean? And just living in the car and, you know, and she shouldn't be jobs. threatening she should you know, not be threatening you with that yeah that's not fair okay <laughs> you don't have any you know, money I mean, you have a job like, I got two jobs, but I just bought a car, well, financed the car, and I'm paying off a, a $8,000 credit card. And, you know, things are just hard right now, you know? Like, yeah, it is. If, if this credit card was paid off, then I would definitely save $1,000 to check. Uh, everything's going towards the credit card, and that that's pretty much... Right. Well, I'm sure financially that's a lot of stress for you guys in the house as well. And I'm I, I can tell right now just from hearing this that also plays a role. You know, so it's a lot yeah. of different things that you guys are dealing with. So I just want to encourage you to try to work it out if you can, to seek some professional help and to learn how to speak to each other better. Don't use the words never or always when you get into an argument and always talk about. Well, I just said always and talk about how things make you feel instead of being accusatory. And that's uh, the advice that I can give you for now. Ask ye. All right. Eight minutes with ye. <laughs> 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice. Call us now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hey, good morning. What's your name? Hey, good morning. My name is Nisi. Hey, Nisi. What's your question for Yee? Um, my question is, uh, it's a little vulgar. Um, Last year, when COVID first started, my kids, I caught my kids doing a sex act on each other. Whoa. I asked them where they got it from, and they told me they got it from their dad. And I had been letting wow. them get their dad um, get them for, like, the week. Wow. How old are they? So when I brought it to um At that time, they were eight and six. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Goodness. Boy and girl? Yeah, like two eight, boys, two girls? No, so they're both boys, both boys, both boys. Wow. Okay. So um, with that, uh, like, it's been a year since he talked to me and I talked to them, which I find fine. But today is my oldest son's birthday. So he reached out to me yesterday, and he's like, um, I feel like you're bitter. You're not letting me see my kids. You're not letting me do this. You're not letting me do that. I told him why I'm not letting him see them. And he's like, oh, I would never do that. But I have my own instances because we were together for five years. I know he would do that. So um, I'm just trying to find out if I'm doing the right thing by keeping my kids away from him. Can I have one more question, Yee? Can I ask one more question? They said they learned it from their dad. What do you mean they learned it from their dad? Um, My youngest son told me, he's like, oh, mama, daddy told us that it's okay to do this. 
to each other when we're together. Hell no. no. You better not bring yourself back That is back awful. You should call the police. I would definitely. I did. I did. It was a whole scene. Mm-mm. It was a whole scene. Like, when I found out, I packed my kids to the car. I pulled up to his crib barefoot. I'm from Florida. Like, I pulled up. I was ready to. Oh, like, hell no. Should have let the chopper fly. Nah, you got to go to police a, station. It was a whole scene. You got to go to police what station. What did the police do? Um, when they got there, they were like, okay, one, we need you, Ma, to calm down. We understand where you're at, but we need you to be calm because we don't want to take you for, you know, being hostile. And they're like, okay, the next day we need your children to come in for an interview to uh, to talk and see what's going on. The thing about my kids is they're afraid of their dad because they watch their dad, like, beat me oh, down, like, bloody. So they're more or less like, okay, we'll protect Ma, and we'll just kind of be like, okay, it's it's not a big deal. It's okay. But when we talk about it amongst ourselves, um, they're like, yo, mama, daddy said this, and daddy shoots birds at us, and daddy does this. So, you know, Listen, I'm more like, I already oh. know. Tell me in your gut, what is it telling you? You cannot have your children around I've this man. Saying, yeah, I've been saying no from the gate. No. Nope. Like, it's the grandparents, the old grandparents, they're like, oh, let him be his father. No. No, that's his father. Nope, nope, nope. That's a monster. <laughs> And not only should he not be around them, you have to make sure that you are uh, trying to repair the harm that he's done exactly. to your kids as well okay. and pay extra close attention. Let them know that they can talk to you about any and everything. Yes. And make it's sure... into monitoring their, their internet. I monitor their internet. I monitor their songs. I monitor their friends. I monitor everything. And it's not because I want to. It's because I feel like now I have to. You know, and they obviously did not understand what they were doing. They were, uh, and who knows what else happens when their father's around. So I just would never feel comfortable Hell having no. any. Ch- I don't think any children should be around that. Matter of fact, you need to go see a judge and get a lawyer and just make sure yeah. that he can't do anything to try to get those kids. You might, oh, yes, you might want to take the kids to therapy those. too. I'm, yeah, therapy is definitely in our lineup. We just moved from Florida because I, I just felt like we needed to move completely. Mm-hmm. Um, we packed it up and we moved. So now in this new place, I'm trying to get them set up with therapy and um, where they feel more comfortable discussing certain things because um, most of the time I was working while he was with them. So well, there probably are things that I don't know still, and that scares me. Right. So I feel I feel like you are ahead. doing all the right things that you're supposed to be doing. You should not feel no guilt. He has no privileges when it comes to your children. Thank you. Those Thank are your you. kids. Thank you. They're definitely my children. Had them natural. They're all mine. This, this, this conversation is a little too casual for my liking. Got kids doing sex acts on each other, father beating on his ex. Like, Jesus yes. Christ. I just don't understand how we it's casually amazing. discuss trauma like that. Your, your, your kids need be a father, but around. not him. He like, to... I walk around with a, with a pretty bright energy. I have a really good energy only because that's not going to make me. It never made me. I do have the scars. I'm able to tell other people what I've been through so they can be like, okay, yeah, like they know what to look for. Because I went through five years, like pregnant and not pregnant, getting like beat, dragged, all types of stuff. So it was more or less like it was a learning experience for me. And now I can teach other people, and now I know what to look for for myself as well. I just right. feel like he need to be in jail, though. I'm sending yes. you so much he love. He needs to be under the jail. Should have mm-hmm. been there. But every time he gets there, his parents bail him out. Right. Well, listen, let's just make sure judge, lawyer, restraining order, yeah. everything you got to do to make sure he's not around. Cool. I'm in. Thank y'all. All right. All right. Wow, her energy is amazing. My goodness. Ask ye, 800-585-1051. You know what? And, and and this has nothing to do with it, but do it that. But that's why I never let my kids sleep at people's houses. 
that's but that's I, their dad. You got to think. I, no, I but I'm my, saying in in her head, right? Originally, that's yeah. Their I guess you're right. But that, but that is the that's reason just not why, other people. But that is the reason why I don't let my kids go to anybody's house, spend the night at anybody's house. I don't really let anybody watch my kids just for that. And it doesn't have to be, you know, that just, I don't, I don't trust anybody around my kids and that that's anxiety, but that's just who I am. You know, and just, I just think about how guys are always like, oh, she need to let us see the kids. Like, cause we just had not a whole issue situation. about this the other day no for ASCII. And that situation, that man should not be around those children. He no not, shouldn't be around any children. Definitely not his own. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes, and let's talk about The Shop. A new season of The Shop is coming. It's the fourth season, and we'll tell you who some of these huge guests are going to be for the new season. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, The Shop Uninterrupted is returning on HBO and HBO Max tomorrow. And some of the new people on this season, uh, joining LeBron and Maverick, are going to be Jay-Z, Bad Bunny, mm-hmm. WNBA star, Neko. Yo, hey, shut up for Bad I'm just Bunny, saying. Man. That's his Jay-Z. That's his Jay-Z. Okay. All right. Okay. Neko Ogwimike and marketing executive Paul Rivera. So a lot of things being discussed. Here's the trailer. I got two teenage boys. Do they care that you're like a great basketball player? Like, Bye, Dad. What about me? <laughs> I'm not going to enter a space where I'm with people that I don't align with. I'm a shy person, but at the same time, I'm who I am. Being confident is taking chances and being fearless. Did it get to a point where I was so zoned out that y'all didn't see anybody? In the beginning, I used to get on stage and just forget all my lyrics. (laughs) Well, there you go. Stay away tomorrow. Yep. I know y'all can't wait. All right, now Hillary Clinton was talking to two QAnon believers in Amazon's debunking Borat. She actually sent them a video after they discussed some of the rumors and things that QAnon spreads about Hillary Clinton. The episode is called Hillary Clinton and Blood Libel, and that is referencing the anti-Semitic lie that Jews drink the blood of Christian children. And here is what they had to say. Clintons are very evil. Supposedly they torture these kids. It gets their adrenaline flowing in their body. Mm-hmm. Then they take that out of their adren- adrenal glands, yeah. and then they drink their blood or that, that out of their... I've heard about things like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's two QAnon supporters, Jim Russell and Jerry Holliman, and they believe that uh, Hillary Clinton and other politicians are somehow secretly bloodthirsty child torturers. Now, Hillary Clinton did send a response... I know that you're not alone. It's hurtful. I'll be really honest with you. It's hurtful, not just to me and my family, but to my friends and on other people who know that um, this is uh, not just false, but painfully false. So just as one American to another, I hope that we can start trying to find some common ground again and overcome all those forces trying to divide us and put us into little boxes apart from each other. I think it's a compliment when people make up wild conspiracy theories about you in that way. That means you have achieved something so unbelievable to them, something that they think is not humanly possible. So you either have to sell your soul or drink the blood of children in smoothies to get it. Well, I think she said it was hurtful, though. Yeah, it is hurtful. And, but and I, of I just, course, they did brush off her message and double down on the fact that they also just cannot stand her. But but there's another way to look at it. It is a compliment when people got to make up that those type of wild theories just to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. make themselves believe why, why you're in the position you're in. Yeah, because you're in a Illuminati, right? Yes. <laughs> so, very much so. 
see. All right, now, G. Herbo has entered a not guilty plea in the wire fraud case. He was charged with lying to a federal agent about his relationship with one of his alleged co-conspirators in a federal fraud case, and he is pleading not guilty. On the flip side, in some great news, he and Tyena have had their baby. Nice. Congrats okay. to them. Congrats. So congratulations, G. Herbo and Tyena. They had their little baby. All right, now, Paul Pierce has some things to say at ESPN. He wrote on Twitter to them yesterday at ESPN, I don't need you. I got at <laughs> Ethereum Max. I made more money with crypto in this past month than I did with y'all in a year. Truth shall set you free. My own boss. <laughs> so guess he's happy to not be there <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Now let's discuss. This, this uh, is stupid. Hold, look at your phone, please. Yo, that is phone. stupid. This man. is stupid. Since you just talked about the G Herbo. Oh, man. This is the internet in a nutshell. <laughs> this is stupid. What happened? DJ Envy said congrats to G Herbo and Tiana. And it says, and people, not fans trying to get at DJ Envy for simply saying congrats to G Herbo and his new baby boy. Is there a certain way you're supposed to congratulate someone? DJ Envy put congrats. Somebody put, what's up with all those dots? I said congrats, dot, 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 dot. That's what I said. Somebody else said, they don't call you Envy for nothing. Ooh. You know what somebody said? <laughs> Somebody did clarify. This is how my daddy typed too. That's just how some older people be on Instagram. <laughs> but what's the problem? He said, "Congrats." People are crazy. Know. And why would you be jealous of him having a baby? You got ten of them. I got. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I like Christ. G Herbo and shout to you know Tiana. That's is, Fab and Emily's know. daughter. So I said, Tiana. Tiana. I said, "Congrats." Oh, that sounded like some more shame. But the like crazy it. thing is, is who posted that? What blog site posted? That's Hollywood and Hollywood. Oh my goodness. Why'd you put the dots though? I put dots on everything. Why? That's just. Man, shut up, man. It's just dodge. It's it's extra work, though. What's the point? That's what I do. When I say something, I say... It's not grammatical. I'm not going to lie. And then the picture they posted of you with it, you do look jealous. Yeah. What? I can't. I can't. I I hate the internet. This is so stupid. He posted a picture of Envy with a selfie with some sunglasses. I can't. I can't. Put a jersey on. You know what? Looking like a hater. Now that I do think about it, this is the way an ex says congrats. Congrats. It is, though. Oh my it's goodness. like X trying not to look like a hater, but they're like, yo, congrats. Yo, backhanded compliment. <laughs> I just said congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see brothers winning and having fruitful fruit. But what more did that's for? I don't see that's a problem. I do everything. If you look, if you read all my posts, I always use them. Let, Let me take a look. At I'm going to tell you why I use that. She's right, though. They said that. That's what old people do once. She's right. I use dots because I don't know how to use, pr- pr- uh, I'm about to say pronunciation. What's the thing called? <laughs> that either. What's, oh what's commas and stuff called? Oh my gosh, guys. I can't. What is it? Punctuation. Punctuation. Right, I don't know how to use punctuation. I gotta pay my meter. So I do the dots. Jeez. All right. Well, Envy, you got the mix coming up. Dot, 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 dot. I'm a New York Times bestseller author. Okay, that's what editors are for. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. I can tell a story. I just can't uh, pronounce it. No, what's the word? Pronunciate it. Oh my goodness. You can't pronunciate it. Stop it. All right. Shout out to Revolt. I'm a doctor. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Congrats, Revolt. Dot, 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 dot. All right. Okay. All right. Respect me as such. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, let's get to the mix. Happy birthday, JD Kiss, dot, dot, dot. It's Kiss! Birthday, so I'm going to play some joints. And also, Andre 3000, dot, dot, dot. Happy birthday, some... dot, 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 to Three Stacks and Kiss. Two of the greatest to ever do it. Let's go, dot, dot, dot. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. 
Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Yesterday, I almost uh, almost got into an altercation with Queen's Flip. And, you know, Queen's Flip, he does all these, um, I guess, what, what do you call them? These little skits Skits. he tries to do. Uh, and he hopped my fence yesterday, and it almost got nasty. And um, thank God that uh, the dog wasn't outside, and I didn't sick the dog, and I seen it was him. Because if I didn't see it was him, I would probably be... Envy. Yes. Nobody believes this. It was. No, it's, it's a true story. Shut I up. Know, no, it's, it's a true story. Y'all were doing a skit. Dot, dot. No, we did the skit after. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> <laughs> no. What are you talking about? True story. He hopped over the fence. And Why I, does he know where you live at? Um... He the Googled same it. People, yeah, he would Google it. <laughs> so he just pulled up to your house. Yes. Y'all cool like that? Me and Queens is cool, yeah. Oh, okay. But he hopped the fence and I and I seen him hop the fence. And I seen this this big fat black dude running down my driveway. I'm like, what? And I seen it was him. And you know, I, I did send the dog at him. Well, yeah, but we, we, we And he had to jump in the pool? Squashed it out. Yeah, we, we talked it but out. But you guys squashed it? it? Yeah, because you don't But you why don't would do your it. friend do that? Because he does skits and he thinks it's funny, but sometimes it's not funny. Right. And, you know, it could have got nasty, but, you know. Dot, dot, dot. Shout out to Queens Flip. He's from Queens, so. <laughs> Luke Queens Flip. Dot, dot, he better dot. be from Queens if his name is Queens Flip. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. That'd be dot. weird. From the Bronx? Yeah, from the Bronx. Right. <laughs> well, he should be a queen. And shout out to Hollywood Unlock. And the reason we keep saying dot, dot, dot is because G Herbo had his baby and I. Hit him on his on Instagram and said, "Congrats, <laughs> dot dot dot." <laughs> and people was like, "Why envy being so this?" I'm like, "What's wrong with the dots?" The dots. Just do dot. an exclamation mark next time, bro. Yeah. That's no, all. I want to do what I want to do. Yeah, just do everybody go ahead. Exclamation mark. Everybody go envy's comments and put dot dot dot. <laughs> Word. Because it could have been because it looked like it's like congratulations. This could have been us, but yeah, yeah. That's what it seems like. With all the dot dot dot, but I, it was I, like congrats. Not, dot 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 dot. You look like a. I'm not Giorgio type. I'm more Charlemagne. You look like a bitter ex who hasn't moved on, <laughs> and that person <laughs> you did, and that person then got a girl, had a baby, and you still lonely. You know. Yeah, because I mean? that dot 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 does insinuate like. Says psych. who? English, the English language. That's what it says. Yeah. No, what, what, shut what, up. What do you mean, mean by English? It's, not, it's English. Literally, it also means like, like to be. Con, to what be do you know about English drama? Dot 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 in the dictionary in, means in something. In first, second, third grade, that's what they teach. You're a liar. No such thing as a dot 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 dot. Yes, it what? That's Puerto Rican language. Don't call, talk <laughs> to us about what you. But get it also means dot dot dot. Also means to be continued. Like there's something more coming. That's exactly what it means. To be continued. Well. As stated by the English language. But that relationship is to be continued. Congratulations. It, it felt to snarky. be continued. And that's it what felt okay. It's a birth of a child. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. Fe- you know what it felt like? Congrats, dot, 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 but you don't have six. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then the congrats can go. <laughs> if you leave the dot, dot, dots, then that means you don't have to say congrats ever again. Meaning like when they go to first grade for the first time, when mm-hmm. they turn 16, when they turn 21. Yeah, I'm not listening. Why am I listening to you? I'm listening to the doctor. The doctor said I could use it. That's Who, right. Him? Yeah, he's the only doctor in the room. He can't even pronounce the word homicide properly. Listen to him. What did you call me? What? <laughs> what did you call me? You freaking homophobe. I knew it. I ain't messing with y'all, man. <laughs> you guys crazy, man. When we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, um... Tonight's a big night. Tell us. It's the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That comes on tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can watch that on demand, Fox Now and Hulu, and, of course, on iHeartRadio stations across America. Usher is going to have his incredible club, Ush. I'm sure he's going to be throwing Usher bucks 
all over the place. It's a nightclub that's built into the side of the stage. He's going to host uh, the whole thing, and he's going to also be there performing with other artists. Now, if you ever dreamed of walking into a lounge and finding Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack taking over the piano and serenading you at the bar, now you can experience that with Silk Sonic. And they're going to do my song, Leave the Door Open. That was like my vacation song just now in Turks and Caicos. Usher also has an incredible medley of Yeah, Confessions, Love in This Club, Scream, and More Planned. And Little John's going to pull up in a 1972 Impala to join Usher on stage for their performance of Yeah, Lil John and Usher are also going to make it rain. It better not be Usher Bucks while they break it down on stage and head to toe white and gold. And the biggest breakout artist of the year, that's Doja Cat. She's put together a stunning visual performance of her biggest hits. And Dan and Shay will be reuniting with their full band for the first time to perform Glad You Exist. So everybody's mm. going to be at the show. Megan Thee Stallion, Taylor Swift, Roddy Rich, LL Cool J, Machine Gun Kelly, French Montana, Dua Lipa, 21 Pilots. We told you Little John, Robin Thicke, uh, Raphael Sadiq, you know, from Tony, 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 and a whole lot more. So make sure y'all check that out tonight at 8 p.m. Dot, dot, dot. Damn, I heart. No surprises? It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just, give Just give us the whole detailed rundown. Like, man. Don't you want to watch now? I mean, I will. I'm watching. I'm definitely watching. I'm just like, give, give leave us some surprises. It sounds amazing, though, especially that Little John thing. I want to see what that what that's about. But that would have been a good surprise, right? You see Little John pull up in the old school? Well, we spoiled it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. Listen, people of poor character tend to blame their choices on circumstances. Ethical people make good choices regardless of circumstances. If they make enough good choices, they begin to create better conditions for themselves. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 